Good show. Next time. And welcome to episode 100, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. 100 episodes. Oh, wow. It's over this shit, Ed. No. 100 episodes. People thought we'd never make it. Ed never thought but we'd we make, make it. it. Yeah, I don't think we did this far. Well, congratulations, Ed. Thank you. Congratulations, Sean. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into it. Um, this time we did something a little different. I, well, I mean, obviously we did the musical intro this time around, but when we weren't live on air, we came in with the hard intro, just started talking mm. because, um, well, basically to honor, talk about Robin Williams. Yeah. Um, and not really much more to say to add, really. Um. It was a shock. I'm still in shock a little bit. You yeah. Know, like it, you know, my world personally wasn't as funny, or isn't as funny as it used to be. Right, right. Because there's there's not that person there anymore that's going to say it's okay to laugh. Like now, like the, those moments are gone forever. Yeah. You know, we just have to look back on his legacy that he has now with all his films and shows that he's done and and stand up that he's done over the years that we get still to appreciate. And uh, and enjoy. Um, yeah. So um, we we talked in you know in detail about everything. Not not details about the account, but more so tried to honor his memory in the best way we knew how. Not like how the media is glamorizing everything. Right. Right. Um, talking realistically about what he meant to us. You know how the loss of him affected us and how it still affects us. Um. We get personal. There's some tears were shed because it was an emotional. It's, yeah, it's, like I, the way I put it, and you'll hear you know me say it a couple times. It was like losing your favorite uncle. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just ugh. so. I mean, normally I would say like, oh, enjoy this, but more so just reflect on you know help us honoring him through and his legacy by you know listening to this episode and having a few laughs and having some fond memories and keep him in your heart and in your spirit to be able to get through it. And we mentioned the, the hotlines and the phone numbers and they're on our Geeksters page too, in case, you know, you, you feel like the need to talk about something. I mean, even if it's about this, I mean, right. I, it's one thing we didn't really mention on the air is the fact that like, if you want to talk about something, you know, on the air, or just drop us a message. Maybe you're feeling down yourself mm-hmm. about something. There are people to reach out. I mean, I'm always available for the most part. Yeah. You know, um, so if you have something to say or you want to, you know, talk about something or just vent on, you know, go to our Geeksters page and vent on there going, hey, I'm a listener, blah, blah, blah. This is how it affected me. Or you can email Ed or myself or Erica or just reach out if you feel down or depressed or in need of talking to somebody. It doesn't have to be about Robin Williams, but if you mm-hmm. feel the need that, if you feel like you're lost and alone and you don't know where to turn to and you don't, you are, some people get too embarrassed to kind of call those phone, number, phone yeah. numbers. We are not only your entertainers, but we also like to think ourselves as your friends. Oh yeah. You know, so 
you know, we do this every week and we try to make you laugh. We try to make you smile and try to make you forget about the shit that's going on in your life on a daily, you know, on a weekly basis. Basis, right? Yeah. So if you feel the need, like on a day where you kind of go, fuck, I'm, I'm really down. And you either listen to one of our older episodes or to try to make you laugh or just reach out to us and you know, say, hey, so and so, I'm not really, this is how I've been feeling lately. Yeah. You know, whether or not, you want us to respond or not? I mean, chances are I, I'm I'm always willing to respond to anybody, right? You know, even blind. I hate you. Thank you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, so I mean, if you feel the need to like, you don't want to know if you can't turn to your your closer friends. You consider you know, Geeksters your other outlet to be able to help vent, right. or you let your creative side out or your emotional side out. We won't mention you on air if you don't want us to, or right. If you want some sort of anonymity, just to let you know that there is somebody out there and we are here to help you go through those things. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. 100%. Yeah. See, look at me. You know, see, Sean does have a soft side. People are going, get to the dick jokes. <laughs> All right. So, you know what? Listen to the episode. Enjoy it. And uh, we'll see you at the end. Hey, everybody. Sean here. Um if you noticed, if you're just tuning in, there was no intro music, and that's because we, I, we didn't feel like it was necessary to come in with the fanfare that we usually do. I mean, we'll get to it, but first off, I kind of, you know, there was something that happened this week that kind of shook the world. Um, everyone's favorite uncle passed away. Yes, that's how I describe Robin Williams: is everyone's favorite uncle. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, um, I mean, I know it happened Monday. Yes. Mm-hmm. Monday know. morning. Yeah. And, 11 uh, o'clock, uh, California time. Yeah. Oh, holy Whoa, cow. shit. Sorry, folks, but that, uh, there we go. it's been dicking around with the better, buttons. Better, better. Yeah, that's better. As, as per usual. <laughs> 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 Trying to come in on a solemn note and Ed's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, Monday, Robin Williams passed, took his own life, um, as the week progressed, there was more information. Apparently, he had the onset of Parkinson's mm-hmm. that he was trying to hide. I also read an article, too, that he took the cancelization of the crazy ones kind of personally. Yeah. Yeah. It was a personal failure. Yeah. Now, again, no excuse to what happened. But, I mean, I felt like we should have at least talked about him and not come in with the bang, wah, wah, wah. Like, like yeah. every other news article, every other media fucking outlet has been all like, let's remember him. La, la. You know, the soft kind of carrying music. Right. Or, hey, we're going to play a clip to let you know that we're thinking about him and not do any kind of discussion about it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, and some have, some have, but most it's always like, oh, Robin Williams passed away today, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, a parent, parent suicide, blah, blah, blah. But the media frenzy was like over the top, like blood sucking vampires as they usually are in these kinds of yeah. situations. Right. And then they start, the thing that pissed me off the most was when they started digging into like, well, were they sleeping in separate bedrooms? Like all this, all this stuff that has absolutely nothing to do with a of, anything. A lot of personal and, information and, they were trying to, you know, find <clears throat> out on him. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's the typical. Hey, someone famous dies. Let's any kind of dirty laundry that they might have ever had because they talked about him being broke. You know, which I, you know, what being broke and being financially sound are two different things. Because mm. apparently the kids have trust funds. Yeah. You know, of course, I reason why I know that is because the media had to t- shove it down my throat. Right. Yeah. You know, they, they couldn't, like, like I said, 
that I was at work when it happened. Like people are always like, "Where were you the day like nine eleven or when Kennedy got shot or all these m- monument monumental moments?" Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was like, I was at work. Okay, I was on break and I just looked down and my sister texted me. She's like, "Oh my god, you'll never believe what happened!" And I read the news. And I'm like, "No way, she's got to be shitting me, really!" Like, and so I look and I'm like, "All right, wow!" Like I see it all over fate, all over social media, mm-hmm. you know. And then I saw one little thing about like. Like, I saw actually one today for Angelina Jolie. It was like, oh, fake, fake. It was a rumor. Yeah. Like, it was the fake internet, you know, like, hey, Jackie Chan died today. Like, he died six times over the past, like, three years. (laughs) You know? Every time he does a movie. Right. So I'm sitting there going, is it fake or it's not fake? I'm like, no, too many people are talking about this. So eventually, you know, like, I did kind of, like, wait and kind of start reading more articles about it. I'm like, oh, this fucking sucks. Like, I literally, like. I, I I was shedding tears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I posted on my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page. I know you guys saw, it, but it was like the man practically raised me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's weird saying that because I've never met the man. Man never met me. But watching him on Mork and Mindy as a kid, watching his stand ups as a teenager, mm-hmm. you know, all the every time you saw him, it, it good movie or bad movies, it was always like, hey, like like um, I, the other day. Before this happened, that weekend, I went to go see um, the James Brown story. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the previews was for the next um, museum movie. What, the museum, yeah. Then a museum movie, and I'm like, all right, you know what? He's back. I always liked him. He's funny. You know, I'll probably yeah. wait till I'm not gonna rush out to the movie theaters to see it because it's not really my vein of yeah. you know things. But I definitely would watch it because I'm like, I always enjoyed those movies, and now it's just like. Like I couldn't believe it. He actually has, I think, like three movies in the can. Mm. You know, the yeah. four, four. four. His last movie, I think, is ha- uh, Merry Fuck, Merry Freaking Christmas, with yeah. him and Joel McHale. That's going to be like a Christmas movie. Yeah. You know, I was I was heartbroken. Like I was crushed. I, I, I just the world became a little less funnier. Yeah. And for a show who you know for our show who always tries to push the maximum of funny. It really hurts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was just like, oh, it was on fuck. It was heartbreaking sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, you know, like I go home after work and I'm kind of like, just down. I mean, I would, I, you know, at least here in Philadelphia, I thought it was quite ironic that the next day it rained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was almost as if Even like, God's crying. Yeah. It was like, oh, like, fuck. Like the entire internet just imploded that night. It, it was, it was just. Yeah, like usually when a when a famous person passes away, you kind of there's a, you see a, it here and there, right? There's a smattering but, of yeah. of like, uh, like even Lauren Bacall died the next day, right? I, I mean, from old age, right? You know, she was eighty nine, I think, right? But it, I mean, and you saw it, yeah. But she was sort of she she kind of ended up taking a back seat to Robin Williams, right? Well, yeah. And even even well, if, like well look at, look at the Michael Jackson Farrah Fawcett, they both died on the yeah. same day. Everyone forgets that Farrah Fawcett, you know, died at old age, pretty much. Yeah. You know. Died of cancer. Cancer, yeah. yeah. but it was, she was fucking up there, though. Yeah. You know? I'm not saying that that's an excuse to kind of overlook. The point being is that Michael Jackson always gets remembered, but not Farrah Fawcett. You know, kind of, it's like, fuck, what about her? Yeah. Like, you know how many times I spanked it to her over the (laughs) decades? Like, not once I've ever spanked it to a Michael Jackson record. It's just not sexy. Thank you for that. Just let you know, like, you know. I'm so relieved. Because <laughs> this is thriller. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. You'll never hear this song again. I just, I just threw up in my mouth a you, little. You're welcome for that. 
<laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I mean, my f- my phone rang Monday night, and I I missed the call, and it was my sister. My sister, she and I text. We never really talk on the phone that much, unless it's like some long drawn out thing. I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going on, and um, called her back, and one of the residents that she works with, she, my sister works in a hospital, um, came in and was like, Robin Williams is dead. He killed himself. And my sister didn't believe it, so she because, call- right because initially you never want to believe that. Yeah, so she called me because she she was like, "Are you in front of a computer?" I said, "I, I can be," and I sat down. She's like, <clears throat> "Robin Williams died," and as I, I immediately went to Facebook, and boom, there it was. And I mean, me and my sister were crying on the phone together. Um, you know, I mean, later that night, we we were just so depressed because. I, again, like you, like we grew up on the Mork and Mindy reruns. Yeah, his stand up. She said reruns. I said, I'm thinking Fraser Run. I saw him with their brand new. I was with his brand new. I was watching him on Nick at Night. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, but I mean, for me, the the pivotal moment for me was when he was in Hook, for a few reasons. Number one, <laughs> it's just such an amazingly beautiful movie. I every time. It's on TV. I stop and watch it. Yeah. It is a movie that you watch. And if you remember when that movie came out, McDonald's had the toys. Right. I still, I still have all of them. And my mom turned them into Christmas ornaments for me. So every year at Christmas, they go on my tree. They've been going on my tree for probably the last five, six years now. Right. Because before then, I yeah. just I didn't have a tree to put them on. Um, but it, it wasn't just that. It was also... Um, for me, I I had started branching out in the world a little bit when that movie came out, and my mom was going to CCP at the time. Okay, and so you know, I grew up in a very very that's, that's for the people at home community, community college, college of Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Sorry, <laughs> um, you know, she was starting there, and then she transferred over to University of Penn. But uh, right. wh- you know, while she was there, like the neighborhood we grew up in was very very white, very white middle class, like, and so. She was friends with a woman named Beverly who was black, and she was the first black person I really interacted with. And so for me, you know, she took us to see Hook. Right. Um, as a favor to my mom, you know, okay. she, she was babysitting us for the day. And so for me, it, it wasn't just going and seeing this beautiful movie. It was also sort of a turning point in my life, you know, starting to be exposed to other cultures outside of, you know, White suburbia. Catholic, white. It wasn't even, well, it was Mayfair. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, so that was a huge, huge moment in my life. And then since then, Hook has always been, it's, it's, it's not my favorite movie, but it is one of my favorites. And it, it just, it embodies everything that I want to be in my life. I want to keep that sort of childlike wonder. And yeah. And it just, it, it killed me. It was devastating for me i i you know it was like i think for reason why it hit so hard is because as a kid there was something he taught he did something that in no matter what adrian because you ed and i are in our 40s yeah we both can go mork and mindy yeah Yeah. you you had hook there's people out there who go aladdin yeah you you know a lot my my cousins knew him from aladdin right and uh my one of my cousins stayed over on Friday night, and she had never seen the 2002 um, live on Broadway concert. Uh, right, 
uh, stand up that he did. And she was watching it. You know, she was only like 12 or 13 when that came out. And, you know, when everything that he was referencing, you know, was she didn't understand all of it because at at that time she was a kid. She didn't care about politics, you know. So but for me being, you know, I was in my 20s. I was in college. It was a huge turning point in all our lives. So, you know. 2001 obviously right. um you know and the concert was done in 2002 so there's a lot of references back to like 9-11 the terrorists right. all the stuff mm-hmm. going on in politics and for me i rem- you know i remember when i got that dvd i got it when i was in college and it kind of helped take off some of the stress and the pressure that we were all feeling he, when he, i was in college it's one of those things where like him george carlin when all that when all that happened they made it okay for you to laugh Rap again. again. Yeah, like it was like the, the whole world was so tight and so up, you know, tense about things. And along come because I remember Car- Carlin did it for me, but you know, Robin Williams talked about it. Like, mm. and it was like you made he made it. You know what? It's okay to laugh about stuff like this. You know, because you have to. Laughing makes us human. Mm. Yeah. You know, if you they always say laughter is the best medicine. All that kind of stuff. But it's one of those, like, I might cry. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's just like, it's such a basic human. When you can laugh at something, mm. it makes things not as gray or as dark. Yeah. You know, and that's like, it's, that's something that he, for all his problems, that's the one thing he always kind of did was he put a, put a smile on your face, mm. made you, like I said, he was everyone's favorite uncle. Yeah. 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 You know, like you, you know, like you, there are those events where you go to a family functions where you go, I really don't want to fucking go. But then you know that, oh, uncle Robin's going to be there. Mm-hmm. So you go just to hang out with him. Right. You right, know, yeah. I mean, there is just, you know, everyone's got that favorite uncle, but he was the world's favorite uncle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'd make you laugh over the stupidest of things. Like I know people kind of, you know, slammed him for his comedy, st- his routine about the being all over the place. But that's almost kind of like the childlike wonder that he performed in. But that's that's one of the reasons I loved his stand-up was because he was all over the place. Mm. He was so he had this sort of manic quality that kept you kept you getting sucked in, right? You know, and the fact that it was like, you know, comedy is all about timing, and the fact that his timing was so like boom, 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 like. It, it was just hit after hit after hit. And even when it flopped, he would make a joke about that. Right. And yeah, I thought it was that and the voices he did like and I mean, you posted the thing, you know, I, I, I'm going to butcher it. But, you know, when in doubt, go for the dick joke. Yeah. And yeah. every time I laughed like an idiot. That's a mantra. I live to this day, yeah. especially on this show. Yeah. How many times do I ever fall back to a dick joke? joke right? Yeah. You know, who taught me that? Robin Williams. Yeah. You know, I mean, who taught me how to look at things from a different perspective, especially growing up? Robin Williams, George Carlin, Dice Clay for, you know, the crudeness, Sam Kinison. Mm-hmm. You know, out of those dice, he's the only one left. I mean, yeah, I know Sam Kinison, you know, died in a car accident. But those three, take Dice out of the equation for a moment, those three, some of the most tortured people. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, then they, you know, like, I know they say, like, the, some of the funniest comedy, comics are some of the darkest ones mm. in, in outside in the, their reality. And, you know, it's like, 
like Jimmy Norton from the Opie and Anthony show mm-hmm. did this nice article for Time magazine. I think I copied and pasted it onto my my homepage. Um, maybe I'll scroll through it and put it on the Geeksters page because it was really because he knew Robin Williams and everyone who spoke about him saying that the the kindest, most gentlest man, the most humble too. Like this is Robin Williams walking to a comic, you know, like a comedy store, mm-hmm. you know, and he could just easily just kind of push off the person off the stage and go, here I am and do like 15, 20 minutes. But he'd wait. He'd laugh with you. Right. He'd have a good time. He made you fr- like, yeah, it's Robin Williams, but he was also, he enjoyed the company of other comics. He right. enjoyed, mm-hmm. you know, there was another person. Now, another, another story where I don't know, like when this stuff happens, people go, oh, I remember the time of this and time of that. There's a nice little article that a guy tweeted about his mother passed. He was he was young, mm-hmm. and his family went to like a donut shop, and they were down, depressing, and in the donut shop was Robin Williams, and Robin Williams saw the crew come in, sat down with them, talked to them, and he, he's like, I don't remember what Robin said, I don't remember anything like that, but he just talked to us, and next thing you know, he was making us smile, he was making us laugh, he was just kind of like, you just again made it feel like everything was going to be all right. Mm-hmm. So it just sucks. I mean, my sister, she's worried about me all week because she knew, like, I don't talk about it, but he, to me, he was like, like I said, I grew up on with the guy. Right. You know, so it's it's scary, like, when you get older, when your heroes die. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's a face of your own mortality, and you kind of go, fuck, and you start doing the, the math. Like, okay, Robin's was 63. You know, I'm like, okay, I want to do a math. Yeah, but I, I'm not. I mean, he had a lot of struggles. Yeah, you know, and it's just, it's just sad that things like, like of all the people, why? Right. Yeah. Right. You know, that's all I kept thinking about all that night was like, why? Like, what I did when I got home was I looked and I realized, holy shit, I don't, I have very limited Robin Williams stuff. I realized that too, and I was sitting there going, why the fuck haven't I bought more? Like, I liked Aladdin. I, I don't, know, I didn't like, have I, that. I don't have a lot. I used to. I had it on VHS, and then, you know, who the hell has a VHS player anymore? Right. Well, yeah. You know, but the only thing I had was his 2002 concert, and I'm like, I fucking failed him. I, well, you know? see, now here's like, like I the next day I kind of like now I'm on like this little personal mission, kind of going getting my favorites, mm-hmm. like of his. And I walked into like a movie stop, and they sell like used v- videotape or DVDs. Right. And there was like a bunch of older people, like in their sixties and seventies, kind of going, like grabbing the hooks, grabbing this, grabbing yeah. that. My thing is, those are used copies. If you want to do that, buy the new because he still gets royalty checks, and that mm. still goes to his family. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if you want to do something to kind of like, I mean, either what's do you did you find the information for? the depression hotline or the suicide hotline? I did. I posted it to our Facebook page. It's pinned to the top. So it's going to be up there for a while. Um, if well, What's the, what's the, the phone si- number? The phone number is 1-800-273-TALK. And it's 1-800-273-8255. So if you need that number, somebody you know needs that number, call them. My thing is, when I was a teenager, there were moments where you think you're so alone and you're so isolated. And it you think no one has the same problems as you do and it's bullshit everyone has the same problems mm-hmm. that and you just think you're alone in the world and you're not i mean i know it's a clinical thing but sometimes you think like if i could just find that one person to talk to right you know yeah. it doesn't have to be the hotline it could be your best friend it could be a family member fuck it could be the dog 
Yeah. You know, something to be able to kind of exercise those demons that are inside every one of us. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing you have to understand. Like, as much of an asshole I can be, you know, I don't like seeing anybody in pain. Mm -hmm. You know, I may chuckle at it sometimes, but deep down inside, I do have a... Usually after he punches somebody. Yeah. I mean, I may have an... I I have a hard exterior, but inside, I'm all mushy. You know, I admit to it. You're a big caramel teddy bear. Yeah. You know, so, like, sometimes you just need that... Like, I can't tell you how many times it's like, look, I I may not have the right words. Mm-hmm. I may not have the right solution. But one thing I've always been is a good listener. Yeah. You know, it's like you can, I know if you just want to vent, you just vent to somebody. And let them know, like, hey, look, I just need some, I just need an ear. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need solutions. I just need someone to go, you know what? It's okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're not alone. You're not, there's nothing you can't do. You know, just, you know, ask for help. You're not weak if you ask someone for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, that's just kind of, that's part of, like, part of me gets mad at the situation because it's like, fuck, you know, you're, you're robbing fucking Williams. Yeah. You know, and then the other part of me is just going, you know what, it, that's, there's nothing you can do. Like, well, that's the thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's those demons he was always fighting with and. And I, I always think, like, because, like, the way he was, like, I don't think he was ever satisfied in what he was. Like, you know, like, he thought he could be funnier or, or better at what he did. And, you know, because right. that's why he took the, the crazy one, ser- like, personally. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, but, I mean, watching those outtakes after the show, during the credits, they always I love do. the outtakes. You laugh part of the show. hysterically at it because, you know, that's yeah. what you're looking for. I Me, mean, the show's funny in itself. Yes. But the the outtakes afterwards, because it was just him free balling away yes. to go, and that's what I loved so much about him was the fact is that he took his filter and just threw it out, yeah, you know, type of thing. And that's what I really learned from from Robin Williams. The fact is, is that like like with my family, sometimes they get like ticked <clears> off at <throat> me because I'll make comments or jokes, right, and they get ticked off because I'll be like making personal like right, like like they think I'm attacking them. It's like no, I'm just trying to be funny, like you know, like I'm. Right. Trying to be hysterical and make people laugh, and every some people do appreciate that, and they they get it. But it's just like, like I, when I was young, I was like very quiet, very you know. Of course, you see that now a lot of times. Like I don't say much, right? Going on, but like him, that's what I learned was just like because sometimes you'd watch his like do an interview or something like that, and I'm like, ooh, like that's a little bit below the belt there, Robin. <laughs> but you know what? I still laughed at it. And he kept going. Uh, like, he doesn't stop, and he doesn't... Be- yeah. Because the first rule of any good comic is comedy is supposed to design to make people talk. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's why I can't... I can never get the PC comics. Like, Robin worked blue. He worked... He was not yeah. politically correct. Because the topic of... Whatever the topic was, first of all, it, it starts a dialogue. Like, it, like Ricky Gervais says, just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. But what yeah. it does do, it starts a dialogue. Yeah. Why are you offended? This is why you shouldn't be offended. Like, just like what's fine. It helps to discuss how people feel, and he use it. And it could be gallows humor. Like we know a lot of people, like police officers. You know, Sipon. He's got that gallows hu- humor where, yeah. you know, it's dark, but that's how you exercise that those demons. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just like I say. I keep going back to it. And it just sucks. Yeah. Like because he is somebody that you figure. You know, eventually eventually it's going to happen to us all we're eventually like just going to be warm food or ash mm. you but know when it's when it's somebody who is so depressed that they sorry that that right? they're so depressed that they can't they feel like there's nowhere else to go except that route that's what 
makes it hurt so much more. I, and you, you know, and there there was an article going around about how a lot of people say suicide is very selfish. I and a friend of mine made that comment too, and I can understand the argument. Yeah, I, I, I can understand the argument, but you have to put yourself in that person's shoes. They have gotten to a point where they are so low they cannot see the light. I have been there. I have tried to kill myself. Thankfully, I was unsuccessful. But when you're when you are in that dark place, you cannot see anything but dark. And you're convinced that the only thing that you can do from there is just end it because that is the only thing that will end the pain. Thankfully, I was lucky enough that A, I was unsuccessful, and B, I had people start reaching out to me because I was too afraid to reach out. Right. Like, everything that they talked about him going through in these articles, I related to every one of them, you know, but the difference was is, you know, I found a way out, and for whatever reason, Robin couldn't. Right. I I just... I, you, I think everyone kind of goes through those periods, especially when you're a teenager, mm-hmm. especially when you're a teenager, because I can't tell you how many times I've thought about it, you know, but for me, it was, you know, George Carlin going, making fun of it made me see the whole like, well, what are you, how are you going to do it? Like, what, just think about what's going to be left behind. Like the old thing, like when you die, you shit and piss yourself. Like some family member is going to have to clean that up. Like, like, see, see, but that's the point. I'm um, see, that's the point of humor, you know. And it, you just can like for those. If I die, somebody slap a diaper on me first. Right. See, that's kind of like the point. Like, like you kind of don't really want a diaper because okay. it'll just go up your butt. I mean, it just go up your okay, back. I get a five minute warning then, so you I can go to bathroom. Right. So it, it, that's so like it's one of those things where it's just like. When in, I was in those dark times, as, 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 you know, for me, it was more in my teenage years. Again, I thought I was isolated. I thought I was alone. No one understood me. I'm caught between trying to be an adult and still trying to be a kid. Mm. No one no one gets me. And then it, it would always come back to me going like, well, fuck, I, mean, I don't want to. Like, I got too much shit to do. Too much stuff I want to see. My family's going to be so fucking pissed. Like, it was, it was kind of like, I... I the idea I would talk myself out of it mm-hmm. because to me it was just like no nah, I, I can't I can't do that because I got shit to do like that's like that was always that pulled me out of it mm-hmm. you know it's just it fucking sucks and I'm going to be saying that a lot until you know we go on break um it, what I did that night when I got home from work the one Robin Williams movie that I had was Good Will Hunting mm-hmm. and which I think if you're going to have one the one he won the Oscar for is yeah. a damn good one to have. Right. And it was the 15th anniversary edition. So what they did was they had um, a whole bunch of like a five-part documentary on going back like 15 years. Mm-hmm. They had Matt and, you know, Matt and Ben, since they wrote it and won Oscars for that. Mm-hmm. Gus Van Zandt, since he directed it. Chris Moore, who produced it. And Robin Williams. All talking about what was going on at that time. You know, mm-hmm. like, and it was, first of all, seeing him talk again. Like, after, like, that whole night going, I'm never going to see this guy again, mm. I couldn't stop. But, like, tears welling up my eyes as I was watching this going, how much he loved doing this movie. Yeah. How much, you know, like, and hearing Ben and Matt talk about 
him on set and how he, uh, what a perfectionist he was. He wanted to make sure that we got, even if it got knocked out of the park, he still wanted to do one more. Mm. And even Matt even said, like, at the very end of the movie, he steals the whole movie with the whole, um, about this, you know, he did this take 15 times where he, write, you know, they have Matt Damon read the letter, mm-hmm. you know, and I gotta go see, a, I gotta go see about a girl kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Matt's saying he's, he's off camera reading, reading the letter so Robin can act. And Robin goes, son of a bitch stole my line. You know, <laughs> and, and that was an ad lib. And that's the one they used in the thing because he's like, oh my God, that was so perfect. Not they, Matt then didn't write it in there, but it, and after like 15 times, he just kind of, it was a casual. And then they went and did it again and he didn't do it the next time. And they were like, why didn't you, like, they were amazed that like that one line completely like made the laugh. Yeah. Like, and it was like, holy crap. Like it seeing them talk to about Romney and obviously he was still alive. Yeah. It was still like, Oh, like they're, you know, like even Ben Affleck posted something on Facebook. Like, what do you, what do you say? What do you give the man who gave you everything? You know, like, like, cause if it wasn't for Robin acting, let's face it. No one knew who Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were. Yeah, that yeah. was that was the movie that that they they wrote the script and they they fought to act in it. Like, mm-hmm. and they kept saying in this interview, like this documentary kind of thing, was that all we keep thinking thought about was Sylvester Stallone, like how he got Rocky done. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what they wanted. And they had Kevin Smith in it too, because he produced it. Right. He helped produce it. A lot of people don't know that because they forgot to mention him in the, you know their Oscar speech. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so he always he's like he's I still he's still busting him for that. Like kind of, <laughs> but it was just the idea like. I'm watching it. And I'm just going. Fuck! I, I, I wanted to watch Hook because I love Hook. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why don't? How come I don't? I've ha- been binging on Hook. I, well, Netflix. I forget if it's like Netflix is. I know you don't have Netflix. Yeah. But Netflix is kind of doing like Robin Williams' greatest hits. I mean, it's oh, that okay. like, um, World's Greatest Dad, like all these things. Yeah. Like, like little known fact, his daughter's named Zelda. Yeah. You know. Oh, he's a huge gamer. Right, and that was kind of like my sister didn't know that. I was like, she's like, oh, she's like, how cool is that? Or his daughter's name is Zelda. And I was like. The reason why is because when his wife was pregnant, they were playing Legend of Zelda, and they liked the name. She's like, oh, my God, I didn't know that. And I'm like, and they're starting a petition to get him, and it, it passed. The guys who do, he was a big World of Warcraft fan. Yeah. They actually are taking his character and making him an, an NPC, and they're having- What's NPC for those? Non-player character. Thank you. You're welcome. He's a guy you'd see in the background, or like you walk into a place, and he'd be- The tavern it, owner, or, you know- Yeah, like, like I don't know exactly- or, I don't yeah. know exactly what his role in World of Warcraft was, as far as what he was playing as. Yeah. But you'll now be able to find him- in World of Warcraft, That's cool. doing his comedy routines. Nice. So they might even have like a like a, a stand up like comedy like like you know you go to like the local and like the vulgar unicorn. Yeah. Kind of use it as a example. By the way, the birdcage. Yes. The fucking birdcage. I love that movie. My now remember my grandma. She she passed away when I was in uh, high school. I think it was yeah high school. But um, when I was a kid. She loved the birdcage. My grandmother loved Robin Williams too. Like, and that's why we got to watch Mork and Mindy and all that. But I remember us watching it. I didn't get a lot of the jokes, and I went back and rewatched. And I was, and I'm thinking, I wonder if my grandmother realized all of the jokes that were going on that way. Chances went are right over my head. Chances are there because I found that out about my mom. Like when she loved raunchy comedies. My mother, the the Hannah Montana loving, you know, like 
Disney mom. Yeah. She, one movie she loved, um, uh, what do you call it? American Pie. Oh, my God. She, every time it was on, she was watching. She, I've never seen her laugh harder watching that movie. I'm just going, who are you? <laughs> what are you doing with my mother? Like, like we, like she, um, we watched The Sweetest Thing together. She loved Easy A. Uh, you know? Oh, I love that movie. And it was just like, like I'm like, mom, you should know this stuff, mom. Like, <laughs> she was just kind of like, shut up, Sean. Like, kind of this thing. <laughs> but Robin Williams, she would, like, he, my mom passed away in 2011. And she was a Robin Williams fan, and she was a Christopher Reeves fan. Mm. She loved Christopher Reeves. And she, I think the reason why she liked Robin Williams is because him and Christopher Reeve were best friends. Oh, cool. They were rooms, they were roomies together in, in Juilliard. Mm. And that's why... Um, I posted on Danielle's my sister's page about the story that when Christopher Reeve, you know, had to get the back surgery, you know, for obviously the fall of the horse thing. Yeah. Robin Williams came in dressed as a surgeon, and you couldn't see his face because he had the mask on. And he was he was hitting Christopher Reeve up, saying, "I'm here to give somebody a colonoscopy." Yeah. Like, <laughs> and he, but he was doing it in a Russian accent and being just <laughs> superly funny. And Christopher Reeve was in t- laughing from tears, and Christopher Reeve said. I knew that that day it was okay to laugh again. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to keep it together. So Come it was on, like, Ed, cry. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Sean did it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't cried yet. I got glassy eyed. Now my voice is cracked, but I'm, I'm a man, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> His balls just dropped. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I kind of, like, it's one of those things where I just think right now my mom is having the best time. Mm-hmm. It's two best friends. My grandma's probably hanging out with them. Yeah. Having the best of times, best friends, seeing each other together for after years apart, hanging around, joking and laughing. And it's somewhat comforting, but it's still not because I'm still left on one without my mom, mm. two without Superman, yeah, and three without fucking Peter Pan yeah, or a genie. It's like, what the fuck is going on? God forbid when Sean Connery goes or Harrison Ford goes, I'm going to lose my shit. You know, I was thinking about that the other day, like, okay... Robin Williams passed away, but now we have we have all these other aging stars. You know, like you said, Harrison Ford, Sean Connery. Like I, I, I just saw Expendables three, and we'll get to, I'll get to my review. But I'm looking at that cast, going, "Oh, it's gonna fucking suck when they go." Yeah, I'm like, oh. I mean, one of the things that I didn't, even, I never even thought about that, but Madonna's uh, song Vogue. Every yeah, woman, after Lauren Bacall passed, every woman that she mentioned, or actually every person in that whole, you know. Yeah, the whole the whole rap Marilyn thing. Monroe, yeah. yeah, they're all dead now. Sixteen people. Yeah, I, I mean, it, and that it, that song's still like an icon. And I think the good thing though is that song that song keeps them alive. Aside from their well, you know their lengthy history, it's the immortality factor. Like if you watch Aladdin now, mm-hmm. a lot of those reference and a lot of those stars, a kid's never going to get. Sooner or later, when he does, Jack Nicholson's going to go. Yeah, like t- like. That movie, as for as great as it is, it wouldn't be considered a timeless classic because it's too popular as far as pop culture references. Mm-hmm. You know, so like yeah. you can't go back fifty years and like you can go back fifty years and watch Snow White because it's a, or Beauty and the Beast because it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. He just bought that because he wants to sing again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just like that phrase. <laughs> tale as old as time. So, I mean, and as, as great as Aladdin is, it's going to be filled with pop culture references. Yeah. You know, Schwarzenegger, you know, um, Nicholson, like all yeah. those things. And it was just like, oh, fuck. 
you know, it's just it sucks because like I know out there, like my sister, I I remember like, I think it came out in early '90s, so I was like in my early 20s seeing it. And the reason why I went to go see it is because it was Robin Williams as a genie. I'm going yeah. if you like, no one was more perfect for animation than Robin Williams, Williams right? You know, especially because back then they did the animation after the vocals. Mm-hmm. So they let him do whatever they wanted to do and then animate accordingly. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like, he's perfect for it. He was always like, it's just, it, like, again, it's, it just sucks. Like, right. like, I feel like there is so much more he could have done. There is so much more he could have said. Like, yeah. all the stuff he did with comic relief. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the only time I watched. I don't fucking watch telephones. Yeah. I yeah. hate them. You know, but it was comic relief. I like to laugh. So why not get a whole bunch of comics together? And yeah. then, you know, like, let's let's have a let's have a blast. Like, who would you like just to sit there in a room and just kind of watch them or listen to them? Or, mm-hmm. you know, like I watched the crazy ones, like, the crazy ones were going against the Michael J. Fox show. Yeah, and I used to DVR both of them, and then I was like, you know what, the crazy ones is so fucking good, mm-hmm. so funny. Like, I've always liked Sarah Michelle Geller, and she knocked it out of the park with the comedy. Yeah, which I was, I was kind of surprised. I mean, because I, be, because I grew up with her as Buffy, right? So, well, I mean, I, I, that's kind of how I always knew her. Yeah. Except she was, she was also Kendall in All My Children, and the reason why I knew See, that. I, the reason why I know that is because my mom was a huge uh, All My Children fan, <laughs> and I used to watch it with her, and I'm like, when I was where I watched Buffy, I'm going, why does that girl look familiar? And then, <laughs> then it dawned on me, because it was, it was one of those things, like, I know I know her, but in as Kendall, she had dark hair. Oh, okay. So I'm always going, why does that girl look so yeah. freaking familiar? Why, why? And then all of a sudden, it dawned on me, just out of the blue, watching it with my mom, going, oh my God, that's Kendall from All My Children. Yeah. And my mom right away was like, how do you know that? I'm like... Mom, I watched it with you. Like, yeah. like she was Erica Kane's daughter or something like that. And she's like, yeah. oh my God, you're right. See, for me, Sarah Michelle Gellar up until that point had always been Buffy. Like, any role yeah. I saw her in, she was always Buffy. But, I mean, after, you, you know, you turned me on to the crazy ones, because yeah. the only reason I started watching it was because you, you kept saying how awesome it was. So I went back and watched it. Um, that's when I was finally able to separate her, yeah, as and see her as, like, be able to see past her previous, you know, right. her experience as Buffy. But she could still pop a good, jo- a good Buffy joke in there yeah. once in a while. Yeah, because there was this one ad, like they, as since at the end of the show they would do the, you right. know, the, 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 the stuff. Ad-libs, right. There was one that she did. It was like I think her and Robin Williams were on set, and she did something. I think she punched somebody or something like that. And he's like, "Where'd you learn to do that?" And she went, "Sunnydale." Sunnydale. And I was in tears. I was like, "I remember Holy seeing man. that." I'm like, "Yes!" Like it is so funny. I'm like, "That's great." And he even laughed. It was like, <laughs> "It's like so." He didn't seem to want to like. He didn't. Some comics will get pissed off, kind of going, "You tread my line," kind right. of like no one could be funnier than me. Hey, yeah. He was. Ne- he never seemed to be that kind of guy. He yeah. always seemed to be like. No, he loved to laugh. He, that's what makes it so depressing is for a man who showed how much he loved life to go to be so depressed. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of, like, um, I saw an article where a comic said, you know what, that's the problem is you chase, you kind of chase that high. Like, you, you know, that's why a lot of them were, like, you know, fall into drugs or alcohol. Mm. Once they're on stage, you have all the eyes looking on you. And you can't get off that high. I'm like, well, how, remember the first time we did this show? I mean, yeah. I'm, maybe I'm a little bit more jaded, but the first time we did the show live, it was like, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. Right. And, you know, there was that high. 
and that some comics can't get away from that 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 rush right so they either try to maintain it or they try to do something to bring them back down you know it was just kind of like like i just I, I, like so like right now i'm i have to go out and get hook i had to get aladdin yeah. um birdcage my mom and my mom also loved that movie too and jumanji jumanji love jumanji you know there was just so he had a he had a body of work that any actor would kill for a tenth of that. Yeah, you know, it was just it's just it's one of those things. Yeah, but like, he was the only one that could do. That's what I'm what saying. Yeah, was his work. That's the problem. I mean, that's not the problem. Like that's the problem because there isn't anybody out there right now that could do anything like that. Yeah. No, I mean, there's there's comics, you know, and out yeah, there. Yeah, there, there's funny people, but he was he was lending an artist a unto himself. You know, it was just always like it, it, annoy, it annoys the hell out of me. Like, because like, I mean, one of my friends on Facebook said it was selfish, and I, you know what, I can understand that perspective. Mm. You know, because you know what, you're angry, you're upset. How could that person do that to me? Like, how could they? How can they do that? without looking at uh, how other people see them. Mm. That's a problem is if you don't see that, you don't know it. Like as much as as much as you could say, Robin, I love you, you're awesome, if he doesn't believe in it, he'll yeah. never accept that, it. Right. I yeah. mean that's for anybody who commits suicide. Yeah. You know, like if it's never been about the attention, it's about the giving up. Mm. You know, it's like they don't see like it's it's one of those things where like if if we could have, if somebody could have showed him how the world views him, he might have, he might still be here. You know, like if he could just for that one brief moment kind of go, what the fuck am I doing? Like, look at where I'm leaving behind. Right. Yeah. Like, it just was like earth shattering to me. Like, I mean, like I said, my sister was texting me, like, she's like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm fine. Like, why? She's like, well, I know how much, it, you know, like, I know how affected you are about by this. She's like, you may be acting, you know, calm and cool, but I know you're bothered. You know, like my sister knows me pretty well. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, I'm just, it sucks. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It fucking sucks. Yeah. But I mean, in the end, you, you get up and you keep going forward, you know, keep swimming, keep swimming. You know, I'm just sorry. The whole, the, for some reason I had. Finding Nemo. Yeah. Just keep just swimming, keep swimming. swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. You know, it's not even close. I know. What? Who sings that? It's no. Go ahead, go ahead, Mister Mister. Uh, Be it up funny. <laughs> no, I was, hold on. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, that one day I'm good to go. What do you mean? She's crying. She's down. blowing her yeah. nose. Uh, well, I also have allergies. Sure, sure that's yeah, it. Yeah. Shut up! I have allergies. I'm just gonna talk about allergies. Yeah, I mean it is it is a sad moment. I mean it just you you somebody like that who can affect so many people in so many ways it just kind of. Now now it's all now it's now it's stuck in your head. You're welcome. (laughs) Just you know, like I said, there's not really much more we can really 
to, I mean, if you want to honor his memory, go buy, if, like, really look at your collections. I was shocked. So I'm like, oh, I'll go home and watch Aladdin. I don't have Aladdin. Yeah, I had one. One DVD. His 2002 concert. That was the only thing I had to watch. And thank <coughs> God, for, for me anyway, the comedy held up. Yeah, it was, it, you well, know, it's, it's 12 it's, years old yeah. and it was timely then. But because I lived through that and I, you know, I was a freshman in college, you know, or no, sophomore, sophomore in college. Um, it, it took me back to that time when, you know, we were all so afraid and so depressed and Robin made us laugh and it, it just brought it back again. And like, he did a couple jokes that I was like, Oh God, if he did that today, it'd be so racist. But the, then he joked about the racist jokes, right? you know? So, I mean, the fact that he, for me, he didn't target like one specific group. He went after, you know, it, it reminded me a, a little bit of like what Seth MacFarlane does, where he just goes after anybody. Right. Everybody is fair game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's that's what makes it so fucking funny because you know he might make an Irish joke, but then he's going to make a Jewish <laughs> joke, a black joke, a, you know, a gay joke. Like he 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 gets everybody. <laughs> it's one of those things for me for comedy is nothing should be off bound. You know, there's there's nothing because again, it's. Comedy is supposed to be a reflection of ourselves. Yeah, you know they're the ones who say the things that no that everyone's thinking but doesn't have the balls to say mm-hmm. because they're too worried about something. Right. When you're up on that stage and you have that forum and you can say your people are looking at you and you want to be able to say you should be able to say anything and he could, you know, and people kind of go, well, that's wrong. You shouldn't say that. And he'd be like, oh, you know what? That's it's, it's comedy. Me bringing it up. I'm just. Comics are just supposed to be a giant mirror to society right. to kind of show you, like, you know what? Fuck you. Laugh at yourselves because this is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's it's a brilliant mind that's now gone. I mean, there's also, too, I mean, you know, we, we always talk about the funny side, but I mean, his serious side, too, is his doing his dramas just are mind blowing as well. One of my favorite movies is Dead Again. Okay. I uh, see that when I bring up that movie, I get blank looks. Both of you kind of gave me Kenneth Branagh uh-huh. and his wife. What's his wife? His ex-wife's name? Uh, Thompson. Emma Thompson. Oh yeah, Emma Thompson. They and Robin Williams. They were in a movie, and it was about reincarnation, and it was kind of like a horror thriller, and it was one of the first times I actually saw Robin Williams be in drama because mm-hmm. he played a psychiatrist who um, was fired from his job, and he what was, was that, the name of that dead, dead again. again. He was 1991. Yeah, he was in. Um, he was working as a meatpacker, you know. And it was, it was one of those things where it, it, I can't really. It was about reincarnation, and it was filmed in color and in black and white. Mm-hmm. The past life was in black and white, and it, it was so good. And Rama's got a small part in it, yeah. but he, he had a way of being able to just be so calm about it. And again, even in the serious stuff. Made you feel like everything was going to be all right. Yeah. Another movie that people need to check out is What Dreams May Come. That movie came and went in a blip. And the only reason why I knew about it. Because 1998. I was, yeah, but I mean, yeah. it, it's not because of its age. It's because of how no one saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is about it, it, Annabella Sciorra, I think her name is. Yeah, his IMDb. What it is, it's a story about a man who loses his wife to suicide. Right. He gets into a car accident. He dies, and he's in purgatory. He and Cuba Gooding Jr. is in. He plays like an angel, mm-hmm. and Robin Williams goes 
through because of suicide and being a Catholic religion, she's supposed to be held in purgatory. He's supposed to be going to heaven because he led a good life. She's stuck in purgatory because she she killed herself. Mm. He goes through this, um, basically this quest to save her. And it's not really like, it's not like a huge hit. It's a really heavy drama. Mm. Heavy. I mean, it's one of those things where, I, you know, like if it's a good crier of a movie and you know how much I hate crier of movies. Yeah. So for me to say how good this one was yeah. means that Sean cried like a little bitch a lot during this movie. <laughs> I saw it as a screener because when I was working the video as video distributor, they give away free movies to help promote the mm. thing. And that was one. It came with a nice little lithograph of this tree of life kind of thing. That I still have hanging up somewhere. And But the movie was so good and so powerful. And it was just like, and And stylistically, visually, it was really good how, like, it, it, like Definitely, if you can find a copy of it somewhere, that's definitely a movie to kind of watch. It wasn't really panned real; it was kind of panned by critics. Like going, mm. you know, you know, it's not, it, you know, Robin Williams is too serious. I'm like, that's it's kind of like the point. Like it's range. Yeah, right. I mean, for me, <laughs> I I never saw any of those those films because they they yeah. came out when I was in high school and I was seeing like <clears throat> more like Tarantino films, right? So. But for me, um, and these two movies came out in the same year, One Hour Photo and um, Insomnia. I saw those two I, in the theater. I loved One Hour Photo. I, Insomnia I had a problem with. You know, Insomnia I was okay with. Now, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't think it was the greatest movie I'd ever seen. Right. But I, I did enjoy it, um, like watching it. But One Hour Photo, I remember going with my sister to see that when it came out. And we walked out of there going, what the fuck did we just watch? It, oh, I, I, I know. I need to get that on DVD. Like, that is a great movie. That, I like that movie. That one-hour photo, I actually saw it over at, at Movie Stop. I think they were selling it new, so I might get it there. That movie is so good. The problem was is the ending really disappointed me. <laughs> like, because he's so creepy and so scary. Mm. And how it ends, you're just, I was kind of like, wait, that's it? But... Even with the kind of like a dep- like it didn't go where I wanted it to go, but that's my own fault. Like mm. for not for kind of going, uh, you know, like. But the actual movie itself is so good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's creep. He's so creepy. Like Robin Williams could, and he and, does really good creepy. And and that's really good comics. I think like can do that because the really good ones that had that dark soul, like yeah. that dark side to them, mm-hmm. can pull out the like. Jim Carrey's been known to be kind of real creepy too. Yeah. Like when, if he wants to be a bad guy, mm. like okay, like Cable Man, Cable Man, or Cable Guy. Well, yeah, but yeah. I would also say like even him as the Riddler, as corny as that, over, yeah, as know. over the top as he could be. Mm. There were moments where there off. there were really scary moments where you're going, he could really be if they, they would have taken this more seriously. Yeah, mm. he could have been really good. He was the only part of that movie I liked. Yeah, Jim Carrey. Yeah. You know, and that's not saying much. I mean, I know the rest of the movie was kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, for me, it was he was like, wow. And again, a role that he lost, Robin Williams lost out to. Like a lot of people were saying, like he he would have been great as the Riddler before the but Jim Carrey's star was on the rise. Yeah. And at that point, it was about who could we get that would really be a name draw. Yeah, a name yeah. draw, and not that saying Rob ever wasn't not a name drawler, but during that time, you'd want to get the hottest guy at the hottest, the one who's white hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. I think if Jim Carrey was in there, I think Robin Williams would have made a perfect Riddler. People say Joker. I don't. I don't, I don't think he'd be able to pull it off. I, I think, think he could. 
I don't know. Like I said, it's it's kind of. I think you could pull off any of them. I really, I really do. I mean, Riddler or Joker. I mean, no. I mean, Riddler. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. But definitely. I mean, I think, I think he, he would have been like like the Jack Nicholson of that movie where he would have stole the show. Like you would have been like what right. Batman, you know, kind of thing. Or how Heath Ledger right. stole the show from Christian Bale. Right. You know. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I just like I said, I really wish there was more we could. I really wish we could have had like one more conversation with him. Yeah. You know, like the people kind of like, here's the problem. Well, how it affects me also personally too is, we did the show Sunday, mm-hmm. and you mentioned it was our first year on the air. Yeah, and I didn't say anything at the time. It was also the one year anniversary of my friend who committed suicide a year ago. Oh yeah. So it was suicide. Suicide. Like I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like I'm, I was already kind of it was like a one-two punch. Like. Mm-hmm. Like my friend, because we we're going to Monster Mania, right. which we'll get to that later. Um, you know, he usually goes with us. You know, to comic comic book conventions, and and I remember that night being out, knocking on his door and texting him, and kind of trying to find out where he was, try to pull him off the ledge, kind of mm. thing. And I couldn't do it, and it hurts. Yeah, you know, and that and and seeing and having almost all those flashbacks like two days later. Because I think because I told you that night that he passed away, he did it the night before. Yeah. It, was, it was his birthday, yeah. you know. And we, you were like, we just want to go on the show. I'm like, no, we we need to go back. We need to move forward. If, if I know my friend Mike, if he if he knew I wasn't going to do the show because of this, he'd be pissed off at me. Yeah. So it was like, you know, no, we have to. Yeah. You know, so when you mentioned it, it was like, oh, like I, like it was like that one punch to the gut. I was like, that's right. It's been a year since. You know, my friend's gone. Yeah. And then the next day, Rob Williams, I'm like, what? Like, kind of like, what the fuck are you doing to me? Yeah. Like, oh, come on. Ease up on this. Like, you know, it's just. uh... (sighs) So, I mean, like I said before, and I said again, it it really fucking sucks. What's that phone number again there, Erica? All right. Well, Um, it's 1-800-273-TALK. Or one eight hundred two seven three eight five two two, and eight two five five. And you know what? And if eight two five five. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Say the number what once ed- again. One eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Is there a website? There is a website. It is www.suicideprevention.onlifeline.org. It is super long. Go to our Geeksters page. Click the link. Click the link. Or talk to somebody yeah i mean and, and anybody just even talk to and somebody those people are professionals even if you're feeling down or depressed and you need someone to talk to and you think you have nobody you now have a phone number sometimes i'll be honest talking to a complete stranger is sometimes better because they don't judge you they don't know you yeah you know and they're not going to tell you what you want to hear they're going to tell you what you need to hear right you know whereas you know friends might it's not a bad thing, you know. Your your friends want to help you get through it, but they will sugarcoat things. Well, I also think too, like, like I know for me personally, like you come to me with a problem, my first instinct is to try to help you solve that problem. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that when you're with friends and family, that's the first thing they want to do. They want to protect you. So if you're feeling down and depressed, what can I do to help you out? Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, maybe you shouldn't do this, or maybe you shouldn't do that. They're always giving you these advice kind of things, yeah. like because, but they don't know what you may personally be going through so talking to a complete stranger 
who doesn't know you, doesn't know your history, can actually be more objective about what you're feeling and be able to kind of be more put bluntly going, you know what, you're not the only person. Like, yeah. again, it's always, you're never alone. You're not as alone as you think you are. Mm -hmm. Everybody has those kind of problems. Mm -hmm. Like, you may think that, that the way to your show, like, tomorrow's always a new day. Yep. That's kind of, like, always been my kind of mantra. Like, when shit hits the fan, hey, you know what? Tomorrow can all change. Yeah. You know, and if it doesn't, there's still the day after that. Yep. Like, just when you think, like, it's it's dark, it's always darkest before the dawn, and I always try to think, like, no matter how down or depressed I could be or can be, tomorrow it could be different. You know, don't you want to see what happens tomorrow? It's like, it's like walking out of a movie theater before the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. Or you know not you know reading a book and up to the very last chapter and then you know throwing a book away never knowing how that that story's finished mm -hmm. it could have a happy ending you know either way there's always tomorrow yeah you know we're always in our head we're always trying the tomorrow version of me is always a better version of me than I am now cuz you ever notice people always go I'll start my I'll start my diet tomorrow mm. I'll quit smoking or tomorrow or Monday or Monday yeah, yeah. Monday is like the day of starting everything. Future self is always just a little bit better than present self. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, instead of, you know, looking for tomorrow, start always like, well, start now kind of thing. Like if you don't, if you want to lose weight, don't wait till tomorrow. Start now. If you want to stop smoking, throw this pack of smoke away now. If you're feeling depressed, talk to somebody now. Yeah. yeah. You know, or, or at least, you know what, hang on until tomorrow because tomorrow you can feel completely different. Tomorrow you could win the lottery. Tomorrow you could fall in love. Tomorrow you could find out you're going to be a parent. Tomorrow could be the day that you fall in love. Like, tomorrow could be the day that you, somebody you hate stubs their toe. You know, where you get to laugh at them. Like, yeah, it's like okay. Ed is. Like, it's okay. <laughs> you are a horrible person, Ed. <laughs> yeah. So am I. <laughs> but I would laugh at him, too. The thing is, like, it's a tomorrow could be better it could be the best day of your life yeah just when you think shit's hitting the fan tomorrow could be better yes tomorrow's a new day to start over mm -hmm. and make yourself better or just things are not gonna look better tomorrow because you'll know tomorrow, what to pick them up out, out of it no 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 you can't sing i love you who sings that tomorrow Who's? i do oh you do it badly so stop no only person allowed to sing who break out in song is me <laughs> Kiss my ass. No. So. So right. much love in this room right now. <laughs> so I think what we need to do, like everybody out there, like I, like I said, I'm, uh, what we'll do is we'll take a moment of silence to kind of reflect on the people that you've loved, lost, cherish, you know, or just keep quiet for 10, 15 seconds. If you got nobody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, we'll take a break. And we'll come back and we'll kind of do more of a of a official Happy start. Show. Yeah, we'll try to do Robin Proud and making everybody laugh their shit that shit their pants are laughing. All right, so. And we'll be back. And we're back, everybody. Um, hope you enjoyed it. As, uh, you know, maybe not enjoyed it, but maybe you. Found some sort of closure. Yes. I mean, for lack of a better term, I guess. Or maybe it's a good term. I don't know. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I talk in a microphone for fun. <laughs> but we hope that you know, maybe you've um, it helped you help reconnect or 
sum up, like maybe you're tired of listening to all the news. Right, and, and you, you felt a, heard a hopefully a more personal side of, of, of us in a way that uh, you can share a little bit more with us and, you know, be there and, and you know, just be a part of us, you know, and, and you, because that, that's the thing. I mean, we, we think this is a collaborative group effort with everybody, not just the three of us talking every week on a microphone, you know, just spouting dick jokes, you know, as, as you know, best that was way a to personal put it. Text. Me. <laughs> We're more than just dick jokes, jokes Sean. That's, that's right. I'm sorry. I'll try to be more highbrow, highbrow next time. <laughs> so, but it's, it, you know, if, if, if you feel that you need to reach out to the, again, or need to feel reached out to us again or just for the first time please do i mean you know we can always talk to you about it or like i said or just get, make you feel better hopefully give give you a few laughs to enjoy the, the way i like to look at it is is geeksters isn't just about us meaning us meaning ed and i and right. later erica it's about us as a community yeah and you are part of our show just as much as you're part of our lives as much as we are a part of your lives for mm-hmm. those who download and listen to us live and stuff like that. So, you know, you know, obviously because it's episode 100, we didn't really talk about it during the live show, but I mean, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the fans. Right. And I know we don't really hear much about coming out of the fans like, oh, I love the show or I fucking hate you guys. Yeah, right. My thing is, usually if it's kind of quiet, it's usually kind of a good thing. You yeah. know, it means no one's got any bitches or gripes. They're, they're enjoying what they're hearing. Yeah, the, I mean, what we do hear, everybody likes what yeah. we're doing, so that's why we keep doing it. I mean, you know, that's the, the whole point of why we keep doing this, because if, if nobody was listening and we weren't getting anything, we probably would have stopped. It'd be, maybe you would. I mean, still be by myself going, yeah, dick joke, dick joke, dick joke. <laughs> testing, testing, one, two, three. Anybody out there? How you doing? It's me, Sean. Hey, yo, hey. I'd just be talking to myself the entire time or pontificating over some bullshit. You know what's in a new one I hate? Nipples on men. What's the point? <laughs> it's just me alone in a room, fiddling with buttons, going, I don't get this in the work. It does all the stuff. I figure, is this thing on? I don't know. Let me replay it. Okay, it's on. I hear this to me. Oh, I'm funny. <laughs> And now, the Moody Blues. Hey. <laughs> or I'd just be recording me listening to the radio going, yeah, yeah, you say, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> like talking, you hear me talking to the TV, or you see me <laughs> listen to me in the movie theater watching like Guardians of the Galaxy going, damn, that's funny. <laughs> oh, I love that rocket raccoon. He's so good. He's so handsome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I mean, if you need somebody to talk to, give us a shout out. All right, all right. It was making ready to punch out, weren't you? You, get all, <laughs> yeah. you were getting all like, "Hey, pick this off." <laughs> <laughs> um, but as normal, here goes the let's push the show. Yeah. Um, listen to us live from six p.m. to nine p.m. ish ish on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, Tuned In, and iHeartRadio. Just for Aquanet Radio and those apps. Go to our Geeksters Facebook page and like us. You now me. you now go to Twitter and follow us at, at Geeksters, or you go to Instagram at, at Geeksters Radio. Just a little behind the scenes, folks. Sean was in the middle of a burp, and Ed thought it was dead air. Like I forgot, <laughs> so that's why he jumped in. Am I right? No, I, I knew you were burping. I, uh, figured, I figured I'd let you burp, and I'll just uh, continue on. It's about me, Ed. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> and he's like, "That was my chance. I can shine. <laughs> I get a moment." 
<laughs> Listen, take it. Like us at Geeksters. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but if you want to contact Ed, contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And you can contact Erica at erica at wordswithgeeks.com. That's Erica with a K. <laughs> <laughs> okay, kids, we'll see you in part two where we talk box office movie releases. No, we talk box office re- numbers. And <laughs> Sean's like, hey. We talk, we talk box office. I give my movie review of the week. And we get a little life, the universe, and everything with Erica. No, we don't. We don't. No, we wait till part three for that. Sean's like, people are like, Sean, did you even listen to the show? <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm just here. I'm a voice. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm just a voice in your ear. <laughs> oh, oh. All right, so listen to part two.